everybody. Welcome to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. This is Austin Griffiths. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday morning. I'm sitting here with my brother-in-law, Zachary Cordell. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. You're singing and talking at the same time. I'm I'm very talented like that. Very talented. We are coming out of the Thanksgiving season, and uh, I'll tell you what, I ate a lot of turkey, a lot of dressing, a lot of different awesome foods, and uh, I would say Zachary did as well. Well, anybody that knows me knows that I ate a lot of food, and I had some good turkey, like you said, and ham. I like ham. And we had a lot of good ham. Your mom made a very good ham. And then I had um, cornbread dressing that I was talking about. The uh, last podcast, my wife's grandmother makes it so good. I ate that. We actually went over to her house after church on Wednesday night. And uh, we was just sitting over there eating, talking. And they was cooking. And she didn't have any eggs. So I ran to our house and got eggs. And she made the cornbread stuffing and stuffed the turkey with it and then realized she forgot to put the eggs in after she already stuffed the turkey. And so she was worried about it, but you couldn't even tell it. It still tasted great. And we had a good time. A lot of family came in and enjoyed having them in. Gracie was sitting in front of the, the counter on a stool, and we was all sitting in the living room talking. And uh, the, the living room and the kitchen connect right there. And she was sitting up against the, the counter on a stool. And we turned around, and she had a whole handful of ham and a whole mouthful of it. She was just sitting there eating away <laughs> way after the dinner. <laughs> she had found her some ham, and she was going to town on it. But we had a good time. I trust everybody else had a great Thanksgiving as well. Yes, I trust everybody did. And I had a lot of food as well. Had two dinners Thursday and uh, just had a, a good time. I love turkey and gravy and ham and rolls and beans and cornbread stuffing. My wife, they had asked, she always makes green beans for every dinner. And my wife's a great cook. And uh, her niche when it comes to big dinners is everybody loves her green beans. Yeah, they are and, really uh, good. And so she made those. And, uh, and then she actually made some uh, homemade stuffing, too. It was really good. And then we went over to your uncle's house, and he just, that turkey and dressing, he just killed it. I mean, it was amazing. And uh, and then your mom made some really good ham. I think she put some Pepsi in it, I think she said. And you could barely taste the Pepsi, and it was just right. It was really good um, Thursday morning. Yeah, I didn't but, get to taste that. We was over at my wife's side of the family that day. So we had two dinners on Thursday and one on Friday. And my wife fixed um, homemade yeast rolls and cinnamon butter, and it was a big hit. Mm, Everybody liked butter. that. Cinnamon butter is good. So I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, was able to get with your family and different things. And there's a lot to be thankful for. And uh, we're now we're officially launching into the Christmas season. Friday morning, everybody was going crazy on Black Friday. I, I didn't go. And uh, but you did. Yeah, we went out for a little while. We was out from uh, about three thirty to about eleven o'clock, three thirty in the morning until about eleven in the morning. Got a few things. Got a lot of our Christmas shopping done. Not near all of it, but I got a lot of it done. Well, that's good. We went out with some friends. A couple of us uh, went out. Me and my wife, and then um, her cousin Ashley and her husband TJ. We all went out together. So we had Chick Fil A chicken burritos for breakfast 
Those are amazing. Sounds pretty good. If you have not ate them, y'all ought to go eat them. Chicken burrito with Chick-fil-A sauce. It cannot be beat. That sounds pretty good. And I was glad that everything was closed on Thursday. Yes, I was For too. Black Friday. Yeah. Because it was getting ridiculous how if you wanted to go to Walmart and catch a great deal. I remember one a uh, couple years ago, I went and got my wife a laptop and a new digital camera. And I would I dropped them off at the uncle's ha- at your uncle's house and went and stood in line. And by the time I got back, everybody was getting ready to leave yeah. uh, the dinner. But it was either that. I mean, that's what I wanted to get her, and it was had good prices. But you missed all of uh, yeah, J.C. Penney was, was at like they went two, back. and Walmart, and I was yeah. glad they went back to Friday. That's yeah, that's you know, it I think be. that's the sort of the. For the people that do it, that's the fun part of it anyway, is being yeah. out, you know, early in the morning. And um, then when they've moved it to Thursday. And you're back by the time your kids get up and go Yeah, on. everybody's, you know, uh, trying to have Thanksgiving dinner still on Thursday. And then they're out uh, starting the stores, opening and all that. So I was glad they went back to Friday, too. I talked to a lady that used to be mine and Kelly's manager when we worked at McDonald's when we were teenagers. I talked to her, and she said she went out on Black Friday, her and her daughter and some of them. And they was at Walmart at 4.30 in the morning, and they didn't get home till after 10 o'clock that night. Oh, my. So they were out for like almost 18 hours shopping. I could not even imagine that. I couldn't either. That is a, that, my mom might be able to do that. I don't know. I'll guarantee it. My mom likes to shop. But that is a long time. That would drive me crazy to be out that long, especially shopping. But a lot of people enjoy it. That is right. Well, we are going to move on here. There was a certain individual um, on November the 19th. Um, His name was Will Ryan, and he passed away at the age of 72. And he passed away from a short battle with cancer. And uh, if you don't know who Will Ryan is, we're going to play this little clip for you. And uh, just a little tribute to him. And uh, I tell you, I can't even remember the last time I started listening to Adventures in Odyssey. I don't remember. No, I don't remember when for sure, but I do remember my first um, set that I ever got. And that was from our church for Pastor Appreciation. And we were very young. I don't know if it was our first Pastor Appreciation or not, but um, they got me a set and Kelly a set. And, of course, there was the tapes, you know, then. Well, both of us, we grew up. Oh, listening yeah. to Will Ryan. Yeah, I was no older than probably um, six or seven, maybe when they got it. I and mean, so, I was very young. Let's go back to the first time we ever heard Eugene Meltzner. Good day, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. Uh, you realize, of course, there's a more efficient way to let you know a customer has come in than the employment of that small bell above the door. Probably. Are you a salesman? No, sir. My name is Eugene Meltzner, and I'm a science student and, might I add in all modesty, a recognized genius at the Campbell County Community College. I'm sure you've heard of it. Whom do I have the pleasure of addressing? Uh, I'm John Whitaker, and then this is Tom Riley. Howdy. <laughs> howdy. <laughs> An abbreviated form of the phrase, how do you do, or in the older English, how do you fare? Uh, in answer, uh, Tom, I fare well, thank you. <laughs> Classic. Eugene Meltzner. Oh, yeah. He'll never be replaced. No. There'll never be another Eugene. That was just, uh, that just made me laugh just listening to that. Thankfully, we can listen to you as much as we want because we are both club members. And, yeah. uh, but I tell you, it to think that there'll never be any new, epi- well, I read, I should say I read that he did record some before he passed away. Yeah. 
um, Focus on the Family put out a statement, and it said that um, internal discussions about the future of the character of Eugene Melchner are ongoing, and the team isn't prepared to make any announcements uh, currently. The official Adventures in Odyssey podcast will feature a tribute to Will next year. Will recorded a number of new episodes before his passing that will release throughout 2022. And, of course, he will be heard on Adventures in Odyssey re-airs, broadcast streams, and shows for decades to come. It's good that we can listen to him, and uh, but it's very sad to think that you'll never just continue to be able to listen to Eugene Meltzer. And so they're on, I think they're on the third Mr. Whitaker right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh, I don't know if they'll... Uh, be able to find a voice and a personality. I yeah. mean, he's so distinct. He became, you know, that character in such a way. He yeah. was, you know, Eugene uh, was, he was just a very unique yeah. character. Eugene and Connie, I don't see how they'll be replaced. Yeah, I don't either. And they were good friends, you know, in real life. Um, we got to meet them several years ago, but I think I've already talked about that, so I'm not going to talk about it again. But anyway. Yeah, um, it's pretty neat. Will Ryan... Neat. I think that really took a toll on a lot of holiness young people, yeah. especially from the 80s and 90s. Especially, yeah. <laughs> because we all, a lot of us grew up listening to him. It I, wasn't just Eugene. He did, I forget what Focus on the Family put out. There was 150 out. characters that he played. It, yeah, he, all kinds. 150. That that's, is a, that's unbelievable. That's, pretty, that's talent. Yeah, he started for Adventures in Odyssey in 1987, and I was born in 1993. So yeah, We grew up. Oh, yeah. On Will Ryan. Yeah. I seen uh, one lady. She's a, a pastor's wife in Ohio. And uh, she had said she works in a school. And she said if they uh, put out an episode of Eugene's death, she said, I will need at least a week off work to recover from it. <laughs> she That's said, what I, I grew was up I thought, with Eugene Shirley, Meltzner. Are, are they going to kill off Eugene Meltzner? I don't know. Who Is he going to go on? A, I mean, I could handle a mission trip overseas. Like maybe, you know, going all the way back to um, Leonard, which is an awesome saga right there. Maybe Leonard takes him to Africa with him, and we'd never hear from him again. I could accept that. You know, Eugene being killed. Another great character that he played was David Harley. Oh. That was a good, that was a funny character. That was funny. And then also Guy in uh, Imagine Guy. That That was a very good character. Those were some of the other great characters he played of course he played many but he was uh he was definitely a great voice actor yes he was well we've got a segment coming up here we're going to move to and this is actually we've got some good feedback on this segment and so we're going to go to that segment again and that is is that really in the bible brother zach is that really in the Bible? All right. For this week's edition of that, it is going to be The Truth Shall Make You Free. Is that really in the Bible? And the answer is, yes, that is in the Bible. A lot of times people say, and the truth shall set you free. And uh, the Bible actually says the truth shall make you free. Now, not that I think that that's a big deal or anything. I'm not here to... Uh, you know, act like we're trying to set stuff straight. Yeah, criticize just, one word. This is just fun little, you know, trivia things. Um, but the the Bible actually says, and the truth shall make you free. And that's found in John chapter 8, verse number 32. And so how are you going to know the truth? It is very important to know the truth. Yes. And if you don't have the truth, um, 
then everything else you have, you know, will fall apart. Well, that's the foundation. The foundation of everything is truth. And I tell you, Jesus uh, said in John seventeen, he told he told them. He said, well, he was praying to the Father, and he said, um, he said, I've given them Thy Word. And then he says this in John seventeen and seventeen. He said, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. So, what is truth, and how can you know truth? That is the Word of God. Get into the Word of God, and that will uh, you'll know the truth. If you if you read the Bible and study the Bible, the Bible is truth. And one thing our pastor uh, has told us, and it helped me a lot as a um, praying to be a preacher and being a lay preacher. He, you know, when he teaches something and preaches something, go home and read it for yourself. You know, there's preachers all over the country in different denominations that are telling people things that are not the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, not that your pastor is wrong, not that preachers are wrong. I'm not saying that by any means. Don't no. hear what I'm not saying. But go home and study it for yourself. Read it for yourself. When my pastor would go preach something, well, it's not that I thought he was wrong at all. I knew he was telling me the right thing. But I went home and read it for myself because when somebody at work or I'm preaching or whatever and they asked, hey, what about this? I can't say, oh, man, my pastor said so. No, I would say, oh, yeah, John 8 and 32 says, and he shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Because I read it for myself. I studied it for myself. You can know the truth for yourself. Yes, you can. Ephesians 6, 13 and 14 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So truth is kind of like a belt, if you will. It holds everything together, and it keeps it when everything else, the winds of false doctrine and lies are blowing around, the truth will hold everything together. It'll hold it down tight, and the truth will make you free. If you know the truth, then you'll never be bound by a lie. We've got another segment we're going to go to right now, and uh, we've only done it, I think, one time before, but we are going to move to some church bloopers. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. So listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, listen. All right, Mr. President, so let me just tell you. So we was at um, Brother David Brock's church, which was Charity Tabernacle, and this has been years ago. And we was super nervous about getting up to sing because, obviously, Sister Sharon was sitting there. And uh, we did not want to get up in front of her and sing. And so our our group got up that night, and I think they was in revival or something. And uh, we got up to sing that night, and... um, I was, I think, I was on the piano, and then our bass player was, you know, on the bass, um, the, who plays for our choir, and then Kelly was singing, and it was just not working out. The key I was in, and the key he was in on the bass was two totally different keys, and we was all young, and he was young, we was young, and uh, we, we was in two totally different keys, and things were just not working out, and we was looking at him and telling him the keys. And he kept saying, you know, I'm playing in that key. And finally, Kelly, which is my sister, and she's a a bass player and a guitar player, she walks over and takes the bass from him, which, of course, was, you know, embarrassing for him. And uh, she started playing the bass and realized that it the piano had been transposed <laughs> and so we had made this big old scene we was already really nervous about getting up and then we went through all that and whoever was on the piano before us had transposed it and had left it 
And so we was in singing in the wrong key, and the bass player was playing in the right key, but it sounded you know like the wrong key because the piano was on transpose, and it was just a mess. And we was like I said, we was already nervous about getting up, so it was it was pretty bad. And uh, that's one of the things that we look back and laugh about um, every now and again. And he'll tell Kelly, he'll be like, you come over and took that bass from me in front of everybody. And I was not even the, at fault. It was not even my fault. And it wasn't That's his funny. fault. But it was, yeah, it was really funny. But um, it's easy to do that, though, to leave on transpose. I've done it a few times. Don't tell anybody I use transpose. But when I do it, it is easy <laughs> to leave it on. Yeah, that would be that would be rough. I'd be um, That'd be pretty embarrassing. Really, somebody kick you off your Instagram? <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> right in church. Well, when we was thinking about this segment, um, my mind went back, and my wife was she might not like me saying this on here, but we've laughed about it. I don't know how many times since then, but years ago, um, before I ever had any children, and uh, me and my wife were at Richlands camp meeting, and uh, we had just got hadn't been married very long. I may have been the first or second year we was married. Hadn't been very, very long. Like I said, we didn't have no kids. And we was over in the fellowship hall after church, and I, had, I was standing right next to my wife. I was talking to a, a, a man there, and she was talking to a woman. So we was kind of um, almost, um, she was looking one way, I was looking the other. And we was right next to each other. We was talking to two different people. And, uh, and so I had walked off and went and kept talking to whoever or whatever and walked off. And uh, I had came back, and she got to telling me the story. And so what had happened was I had walked off, and she didn't know it. Well, another man had come, and he was standing kind of close to her, mm-hmm. but not like I was. And so she went to grab my arm, like on my left side of my arm, just to pull me close because, you know, it's supposed to be me. We are supposed to be standing right there talking to different people. And while she was talking to her friend, apparently I – jerked my arm is who she thought it was me and apparently that man had jerked his arm and she thought while she was talking to that uh, woman she said well he's not going to do that and so she <laughs> grabbed it again and pulled him in closer and at that time they had re- she had realized it was not me and it was somebody she didn't even know no that's bad and, uh, by the time i walked i had walked i was walking back up there it had just happened and that guy was standing there he was like man he said, buddy, it wasn't me. She didn't know it was me. He said, don't think nothing of it. He said, you're better looking than I am anyways. And it was just, it was really funny. Yeah, that's bad. She was pretty embarrassed because she just grabbing some random guy's arm. But then she did it a second time. Yeah. And said, you ain't going to get away from me. And so, of course, when we came home and got to repeating it to her family, her mom and dad and stuff, and we still joke about it. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad there. Yeah, that was a good one. Anyways, well, we're going to move on here. I say that all the time, but got to keep on moving. And uh, but we're going to go to the end here. We always like to end with a scripture of the day. And so uh, Zach's got a scripture for us here today. And uh, we've got some a uh, uh, few good uh, little stories on our part. Um, we've got a bunch we could contribute to this subject. But uh, Brother Zach... Um, Psalm 46 and 1 we're going to use for the scripture today. And if you don't know it, we're going to read it for you right here. Psalm 46 and 1 said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And uh, certainly God is a very present help. And we're, we're going to talk just a little bit about that for a few minutes here on this podcast. Um, one of the stories we had mentioned previously and said we was going to tell sometime uh, is about my wife's wreck, and so we're going to tell that this this morning. 
Shanda was on her way to work, and it was 15 days before our wedding. And so I was getting ready for work at the same time, and she called me, and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was in it was in March, but it was still cold out. We, it was in a cold spell. And like I said, 15 days before, we were supposed to be married. And she called my phone. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. And I answered, and she said, I've, I've just had a wreck. And I said, well, are you hurt? You know, what's going on? And she said, no, I'm fine. She said, but, you know, it just scared her really bad. And she had slid on some ice and slid into the guardrail. And uh, she hit her mouth on the steering wheel and, uh, you know, a few just very minor, nothing nothing serious at all. I mean, not even hard enough to, like, knock any teeth out or or anything like that. Um, But just, just jarred her around a little bit and shook her up, scared her more than anything. And... So I said, okay, she didn't want to move because it was very slick out. And it was extremely slick out that morning. And it was just all black ice. I mean, just a ton. Ice had fell through the night from the time, you know, we went to bed till we got up. And there were several wrecks that morning. So this would have been beginning of March? This was, yeah, about mid-March. Yeah. Because we got married March 29th. Um, and so, like I said, there was just tons of black ice. It was very slick. So she didn't want to move. And uh, I said, well, all right, I'll be there in just a minute because where she wrecked at was um, not very far from our house. Of course, I was still living at home at that time. I had not moved into my house yet. And um, I said, I'll be right there. And then she started screaming. I mean, just a uh, very eerie uh, scream. She screamed my name. And she said, oh, no. And she screamed my name. She said, Zach. And the phone went dead. And that like to gave me a heart attack. I mean, it scared. I didn't know what had happened to her. And, you know, a thousand things are running through your head. But she screamed so loud that my dad was in his room on the other end of the house. And he said, what in the world was that? And, of course, I was, you know, I was a, uh, just a mess by that time. And um, I said, that was Shanda. I said, she just had had a, a wreck, a small wreck. And then she started screaming and the phone went dead. Well, I, you know, immediately started praying. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know what was going on, but I immediately started praying. And uh, Scripture said that God is a very present help in trouble. And as soon as I started praying, I felt the Holy Ghost. And uh, the Holy Ghost was there, and I, I began to pray for her. And uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what was going on. And Dad jumped out of bed and began getting ready, and we ran out the door. I didn't even put no socks on or anything, just ran out the door as fast as we could. And we got out on the road, and... Um, it was very slick, and so we couldn't go very fast. But and your your mom, I was getting ready to go to work too. Yes, and your mom had called. She looked. The accident was a lot closer to me yeah. than you. So we knew where it had happened at because yeah. I, she had already told me where she was sitting at. Probably two miles and down the road. So it was just me. right by Austin, and uh, about it was about two, well, probably less than two miles from your house, yeah. and uh, it was about six miles from mine. And I was putting my boots on. Yeah, and she called Kelly, and so we was we just jumped in the car yeah. and ran. So we we went out of the house. Mom called Austin and Kelly, and they jumped in the car. So they actually got there before I did. And uh, when we had come up on the scene, I think there was already an ambulance before I got there too. Um, I can't oh, remember. I, can't. I no no, she no was it was just a, it was just the the lights and stuff from the wreck is what it was. Yeah. And so we come up on it, and uh, the first thing we saw was a semi, a, a tandem trailer semi. And it was laying over against a bunch of rocks um, on the side of the double A highway. And 
the van that Shanda was in, she, she happened to be in her mom and dad's van that day, and I'll tell you more details about that in just a second. And it was laying up on its top, laying upside down in a great big pile of huge jagged rocks on the side of the road. And uh, it just it was a horrible scene when we pulled. We'll pull. We'll put some pictures up on our Instagram of the van. It was um, like a crushed pop can. Oh, it looked horrible. Like I said, we'll put it up there that way y'all can look at it next uh, when you listen to this podcast if you want to check the pictures out. Um, but it the, the, it looked terrible. The whole accident looked horrible. And uh, Dad looked at me. He said, "You better brace yourself because it looked like you know she could have been." probably dead or at least very, very hurt. And um, I said, oh, I'm, I'm good. And I jumped out of the, the truck and I ran across like four lanes um, of the road without even looking. I didn't look both ways. And Dad said, yeah, you looked. And later, you know, he's talking, he said, yeah, you looked really collected. You got out and ran across the road. It was ice <laughs> and didn't look at nothing. Uh, but it scared me half to death. But we got there and what had happened, the reason she was in her mom and dad's van is she could not find her key that morning. She got up to go to work, and I truly believe it was just God. Yes. Um, we had been out the night before, me and her and I think her brother um, or, or somebody, whoever was with us, I can't remember who it was. Um, but anyway, I dropped her off there at her house. I think it was her and her brother. Dropped them off. And uh, she, well, I actually dropped her off at her car. It was, um, they lived way up on a ridge. And so a lot of times when she was already down off the ridge, um, she'd just park her car and I'd pick, pick them up and they would go with me. And, uh, so I dropped them off that night at her car and she drove home. She had a little Cavalier, two door Cavalier. And, uh, she drove home that night. And when she got up to go to work the next morning, she had her keychain, and uh, she had her keys on a lanyard with her, uh, graduation year on it. And she had the lanyard. She had all of her keys except for her car key was the only key that was not on the key ring. And like I said, she had drove home the night before, just a few hours, because she worked early in the morning, just a few hours before she drove home. Well, when she got up to go to work that morning, the car key was off the key ring. She had her lanyard. She had all of her other keys, but she did not have her car key. And so she ended up having to take her mom and dad's minivan to work that morning. And uh, like I said, I truly believe that was God because if she had been in that little car, it would have been a horrible, horrible thing. So what happened was with the accident is she was sitting there after she had uh, slid on the ice. Uh, she was sitting, she was on a downward slope. And so she was sitting there and this semi came over the hill and hit that same ice patch that she did. And like I said, it was a tandem trailer semi. And it come down that hill sideways and grabbed her van and took her across about three or four lanes of traffic and flipped that van, I don't know how many times, and landed it on its top. Um, and it was just completely smashed down. And she ended up crawling out of that van by herself before any of us even got there, before Austin got there, before I got there. She had crawled out of the van, and she had lost her shoes. She didn't have shoes on. Uh, stuff was everywhere. And uh, when I got there, she was already in Kelly and Austin's car. I ran over there to the van, and they started hollering at me. They was parked on down a little bit behind the semi. And they said, she's over here. And I went down there, and uh, the only thing that was wrong with her was some big places in her knee. She had some gashes in her. You better say they're big. Yeah, you got to say they're big because people... <laughs> 
<laughs> she'll say, I had more than just scratches, because we have said before that she had scratches. I had more than scratches, but she had she was some gashes in her knee. Yeah, and she was bleeding a lot, her right knee. And uh, she she ended up uh, going to the emergency room. You know, the ambulance came, took her to the ER, and uh, she was on crutches for a little bit, but she got off of them before our wedding. But she didn't break anything, no broken bones uh, or anything like that. And the Lord really, really had his hand on her. Um, some people had saw the wreck, and when they was coming to work that morning, um, and they said, whoever was in that was dead. And, you know, just, just from looking at it, you know, they're yeah. just making speculation. And uh, she wasn't dead at all, and really not even that hurt, no broken bones or anything. And God really had his hand upon her, and I tell you what, God she, is a very present help. She in never trouble. found that key again. No, we ne- never found that key, ever. I don't know what in the world ever happened to that key, but it was never found. And uh, you I reckon truly the Lord believe, will give it to her in glory. I don't know, <laughs> but I do believe that um, that the Lord had his hand in that and, and removing that, so she would have been... You know, you say, well, why, if, if God was in that, why didn't he just stop the wreck? You know, I don't know. Um, but I know one thing, it's been a great testimony. Yeah, and, I've uh, preached it. You've preached it. Because yeah. we both experienced it. Yeah, and it was, right. a, you know, a testimony for her and in the town, the people yeah. she worked with and things like that. You know, so we don't we don't understand why everything happens, but we do know that God is a very present help. Like I said, from the time that I started praying, um, I felt the Holy Ghost there, yeah. and He was there, and He was with us the whole time. And it pays to live right and to be close to God, because when you need Him in a minute's time, He'll be there. I want to just interject my side of the story there just a minute, and we'll try to wrap this up here. Um, but that was, you know, that was about to be my sister-in-law in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all friends. We've traveled all over the place. We went to North Carolina together, and you know, we uh, just you know different things. Uh, you know. We were just close, and yeah. uh, even right then. And so um, a lot of people might not know this, but in my younger years, I was in the military for several years. And so I had a lot of uh, medical training and uh, combat medical training and different things. And, you know, I'm not saying I know a bunch of medical stuff, but a lot of things I had forgotten. Things were just flying through my head. I was thinking about how to make a tourniquet. Um, I was going to take my belt off, and I was thinking shoelaces and shirt and just all kinds of things, whatever I got to do. Yeah to try to save Shanda's life, if it came to that. I mean, if you'd have seen the van, we, we went and the local wrecker took it, um, took the van to a local place down here on the road, and we went and drove by it and looked at it. I thought, how in the world yeah. did she make it out of that? But I remember pulling up. My wife doesn't do very good with emergencies. <laughs> and so she was literally in the back seat just screaming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shanda's been one of her best friends her whole life. Yeah. And uh, she was just in the back seat screaming, and I just flew the, just pushed the door open, and I ran as fast as I could, ice and all, to that van, and she she wasn't there. Yeah. And there was a, a car that was down the road a little bit, some strangers, I don't think she ever knew them, mm-hmm. and uh, she was in the front seat of their car, and she was in shock. And I remember just uh, helping her to my car, and another semi came over the hill, and she just began to scream, there's another one, there's another one. And I was just trying to pretty much carry her to the car and just try to calm her down and her legs just were bleeding like crazy but you could tell it, you know she was walking yeah and uh and so i didn't have to do anything drastic and the ambulance got there but i remember um her uncle came on the scene chris and he pulled up right after me right before you did and i never heard a word in english out of chris and if you know him you'll, you'll know that to be mm-hmm. true he pulled up on the scene. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost was just with us. Mm-hmm. He was he was just there. 
And that's exactly what that scripture said, a very present help in the time, or in trouble. I don't say in the time, but in trouble. Yeah. Yep, that's right. I tell you, I'm so thankful to be saved. Um, it, it pays to be saved. It pays to know God and to have God on your side. That's exactly right. And out of that, God knows right where we're at. He yes. knows right where you're at. Yes, and that's what we're wanting to say right here is God knows where you're at. Right here on this podcast, right here listening to us, he knows, you know, that was a terrible storm in her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took her a while to shake that off, and she still, you know. Yeah, it took her for, a long time yeah. to ever drive again. So, I mean, she was shook up. That was the storm of her life. She was, uh, I mean, she was seconds from could have been death, mm-hmm. but had not been for the hand of God. And people go through storms. It might not be a semi-wreck, but it might be a tragedy. It might be a sickness. And frankly, I, I've preached this, Zach, uh, many times, is we've been wearing masks a long time before they's mandated. And we, as church folks, we could be paid actors. We could go to Broadway and make a killing. I mean, we could be paid actors. Why do you say that? I say that because we we're in the car and we're we're crying and we just got the terrible phone call and you know we're going through the storm of life. We can't barely make it. We can't sleep at night. And then you walk through the door and everybody's like, "How are you today?" Oh, I'm fine. How are yeah. you? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're not. You're not doing good at all. You're you're hiding it. But you can hide your problems from everyone, but you can't hide it from God. Right. He knows right where we're at. He knows everything about us. Yes, he does. And, you know, just common scriptures we've preached so many times about come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And uh, what I love about that scripture is we love to jump to the rest part. Right. They'll give us rest. But he gave us a prerequisite there. Yes. He said, come unto me. And I'll tell you right here on this podcast, if you'll come to him, he's a very present help in trouble. Yes, he is. That's right. I tell you what you ought to do, If, like Austin said, if you've got a problem, if you've got something going on, then you ought to bring it to Christ because he will help you. He, you know, It's not a maybe. It's not um, I wonder if he can or if he will, but it's a yes, he can, and yes, he will. Bring it to God, and God knows all about it. You don't have to... Um, you don't have to explain it all. Um, you don't have to know the right words to say. But if you just bring it to God and, and tell Him to the best of your abilities and cry out to Him, He will help you. He'll come to you and He'll help you. He's an ever-present help in trouble. Well, thank you for listening to the episode here today. That is the episode with Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Keep listening. Next Tuesday, we'll be back with you again. Hey, send us an email. 2Ps21 at yahoo.com. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Take it away, Gordon Moe. When this race of life I've run, the Lord says to me, my child, well done. There will be